Welcome to The Band Hall, a Young Band Directors of Texas podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Beaver, president of YBDT. And with me is Chelsea Frazier, our podcast producer. YBDT is a nonprofit organization for young band directors in Texas. We're here to talk about the ins and outs of teaching band, especially in the first few years of your career. Today I'm joined by my colleague and friend, Cole Phillips, to talk about spooky, scary things in band. Happy Halloween and welcome to the band hall. Welcome back, Cole. Hey, Chelsea. What's up? I was going to say it's good to see you, but I see you every day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is good to see you, but. And I'm like, just, what's up? I'm going to see you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> see you tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Bright and early. <laughs> um, well, Cole and I, um, first of all, everybody, thank you for your patience. Last week, I did not put out an episode. Aaron is in the middle of Bandtober, and he is very busy being a high school marching band director. Um, and last week, I was sick. So, you know, took care of myself and... We skipped a week, but we're back at it, and um, we're here today to talk about spooky things and band. Spooky. Yeah, so um, so I'm joined by Cole. As you guys remember, I'm sure he is one of my colleagues at um, Reading Junior High. He's at our feeder school, our sixth grade school, but we function six through eight, and uh, he's been on with us before two times, or is this your second One time? time. One yeah, time. This is my second time. All right. Well, he's back. He's back. Um, If you want to hear the previous episode, I believe it was um, Things We Wish We Knew First. Is that right, Cole? Yes. Yeah. Uh, That that was it. Yeah, it was an awesome episode. So he's back, and we were thinking we've made a whole list of spooky, scary things in band. Um, So be prepared to be terrified, everybody. Happy Halloween. I hope you have some wonderful plans for this weekend. let's get started. Do you want to start, Cole? Sure. I think definitely I want to start with the first one that I kind of jotted down earlier, and that's double reads. I think, <laughs> Ooh. like, any time that I think about them, I, you know, just I cringe. I tense up. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> so, as the person at our school that teaches the double reads, I agree. They're scary. I'm glad you agree. I'm glad you're not offended by that either. I'm it's... not offended. Um, I'm not yeah. a double read player, so everybody that plays double reads can at- attack you later. But I... I think the instruments are very hard. Number one, they're freaking insanely difficult. Um, very. And then kids playing them is, is even wilder. Like, I, even, you know, I try to sit down with one of the instruments, and it's just like, it's, it's insane. And being a woodwind player, too, you know, the other ones are mm-hmm. a whole lot simpler i'm just like being honest but i don't know it's so different. definitely a freaky thing yeah it's so different from everything else like so different the scariest day of the year is when you teach your bassoon players how to put it together for the first time yeah right now that terrified me <laughs> i remember scary. sitting in your class i came to your seventh <laughs> period and i had never done it before and i was like super nervous i was going to break something twisting the parts together you know, and they're, they tend to be like older instruments, you know, they're not like brand new. So you don't know if like it, it's greased that well or anything mm-hmm. like that. And well, it's like on yeah. the bassoon, it's like the thread. Um, and exactly. anyway, I, speaking of scary, I had, when I was in my second year teaching, I think, I think it was my second year teaching. Um, 
I had a seventh grade bassoon player snap a tendon off because, yeah, because she was putting it together the incorrect way. And she, I, I didn't see it happen. Um, I don't think I saw it happen, but she like leaned on it. And um, because she leaned on it, she was like putting it in at an angle and then she leaned on it and then it snapped oh off. She probably felt horrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, she did. Not as bad as she probably should have felt. Not but. as she should have. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was like a super expensive repair and it was, um, she brought it to me. It's just like splintered wood. I was oh like, my oh gosh. my God. So, uh, yeah. We, yeah I no. love double reeds, but they are... If you don't have experience with them, there's they can be a little intimidating. Absolutely. All right, you go ahead and, and choose the next topic. Um, okay, so this one happened to me um, this past week on Friday, and Cole was teaching band, and I texted him um, while he was teaching. We got this, um, what would you call that organizer thing? Like, it's a little organizer with drawers. I don't know if it has a term. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. Kind of like um, a little, yeah, I don't know, organizer. I, I guess an organizer is a good way to put it. Yeah, it's like an organizer, and it has these little drawers. You'll see a lot of uh, teachers will have them on their desks with, like, school supplies in them, but the drawers are bigger on this one and big enough to hold um, – mouthpieces and even tuba mouthpieces and um and yeah. like bass clarinet mouthpieces ba- berry ligatures yeah ligatures yeah. like everything so we got that donated Absolutely. to us this year and it's been sitting in our storage room and i have not taken the time to put stuff in it yet and so cole was teaching on friday and um i was just kind of listening with the door open and i was organizing stuff in there we have these old old mouthpieces I was kind of going through them and like like there's some like trash ones that we could get rid of like just been sitting in there forever and um like we had I don't know if I told you this Cole we had like six or seven cornet mouthpieces like old tarnished cornet mouthpieces I don't know why I don't know where they came from I've never touched them since I've been here (laughs) so I didn't those, know they existed, yeah. Yeah, like, w- when would we have ever used those? They must have come stock in some... I, I have no idea. Anyways, Kids so I was going through stuff. grandpa's cornet forgets their mouthpiece one day. Yeah. You got six <laughs> more. I've got six more. I've got plenty. Yeah. Um, but there was a trombone mouthpiece <laughs> in there that had been sitting. And, mm. like, it. I looked inside at it, and I gagged. I gagged, like... Just <laughs> like thinking of it now makes me want to gag again. It was so gross. It was like flaky on the inside. Like we've all seen like nasty mouthpieces. This one in particular, it was like I looked down the shank and it was like flaking off. Oh I yeah. I, it was alive. It was Probably. nasty, dude. It was not worth saving. It <laughs> is gone. It is um I didn't, oh my God, I'm getting emotional. I hated it so much. <laughs> I hated it so much. Wow. Nasty brass mouthpieces, they will get me. They will get me every time. There was one time I saw, I think it was when I was student teaching, I saw a mouthpiece, I think it was a trombone player again, 
and um it looked like they had eaten like fruity cereal and then blew it into their mouthpiece it was like speckled it's horrifying yeah well you have swabs so those are pretty you guys don't have yeah like y'all don't so y'all have like what just little brushes that you just are supposed to just brush it out with yeah you're supposed to clean them out with your mouth. How often do you actually like teach kids to do that though? Because I feel like brass. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like brass mouthpieces tend to get more disgusting than because the kids. Ones. Don't I don't know. Yeah. That's why? Like yeah, I... brass players are inferior. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I teach my kids. Um, so I just taught my kids actually last week um, how to clean out their mouthpieces. It's something I, us- I usually forget until the weather changes. Um, and then, in, you know, kids start getting sick. And that's how I usually remember, which mm. I need to build it into, like, my lesson plan. And instead of, instead of teaching I, it. I kind of tend to leave that on the back sometimes. I know. I, I just you. forget. Like, there's so much at the beginning of the year that I just... I just forget, but, um, I teach them to do it. I tell them more often than they probably should do it, knowing that they will not do it as often. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, basically I say like, yeah, I don't know. Like if you're sick for sure, you got to clean it out. Like if you're, if you're not feeling good, then you're going to blow your germs in there. And then the next time you pick up your horn, you're going to get those same germs again um and then you know I, I just tell them like you want it to keep it's preventative maintenance just like oiling and, yeah. and greasing your horn but um especially like seventh and eighth graders if you don't <laughs> look in there every once in a while those boys will just never never clean it it's yeah nasty. okay I'm i used on. to be one of those boys I, my, yeah anyway let's move on <laughs> <laughs> all right you pick another one um Oh gosh, uh, kids dropping instruments—it's terrifying. And my oh first my year, my first year at the high school, and this is this is kind of personal for me because my first year at the high school, um, our feeder, or the the school that our junior high feeds into, um, mm-hmm. I was actually there for two years before I um, moved to the sixth grade campus. Anyway, they had. Their saxophone sections just—they just kept on dropping their saxophones. Like how do you, at how do you drop a saxophone? This happened. It had to happen like four times. The first time it was like a berry sax, and then it was like a, a tenor sax, and then another tenor, and then another berry sax, and then how does kid, that happen? I don't know because kids just take their—they just take their hands off and their. Anyway, it was terrifying every time because you knew that they're—they're they're out there marching. You knew when that thing hit the ground, boom. That that instrument was done for, and especially with the berries, because it's mm-hmm. not like you just have a bunch of berries that you can, Mm-mm. you know. So it was like done, and, and you know, of course it made me angry, because it was just like, come like, on. I mean, keep you have hand on you me. have an you have a neck strap, like it's yeah. literally strapped to your body. Well, well, the problem is that yeah, they take their hands off of it, oh. and they think that the neck strap will support, you know, and it's supposed to, you know, and in theory, yeah, it will, but if you're out there marching and you're constantly moving it and mm. stuff like things can break and, and that happens multiple times when well, as a director you hear that that crunch yeah you just exactly oh well okay and the saxophones as, are freaking heavy too when they yeah. hit the ground they hit man yeah Ooh. did you ever drop your it horn? was so dumb 
I actually, I did, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm one of the, I'm, I'm, I'm one You're of the, one of the dumb kids. Care. Yes. I was carrying my case. Like I was in college. I was carrying my case from a practice room to my car. I was ready to go home. And it was a good practice session. I think I was like practicing jazz or something. And I, I packed my saxophone up and I didn't latch the case, I guess. And when I was going down the staircase, is when my case decided to finally open. It had made it about 100 feet without opening it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, we're good. I didn't even check. And all of a sudden, my case opened and my sacks tumbled down the staircase. That's like a, it's and like I had a, a heart cartoon. Attack. Like, it just, like, popped open. Yeah. It took, like, a, it bounced, like, four times. Just, like, bounce, 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 oh bounce down God. the stairs. Yeah. I, I it, like... dropped my horn in college on the <sighs> stairs in the music's in the music. Well, no, no, I didn't drop it. That's a lie. That's a lie. I tripped on those stairs. And saved my horn. Oh, good. That's what I was. That's, no. that's still scary, though. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> pretend terrifying. it was the same stairs. Okay, so when I was in seventh or eighth grade, um, I stepped on my horn. Oh. Yeah. No. So my so <laughs> I went. I had to go to the bathroom. I think. And I put my horn down on the ground. Why did I do that? I don't, I'm sure I wasn't taught to do that. But I put my horn on the ground and I stepped over it. But I didn't step over it. I stepped right on the bell. Oh my God. And then it folded the bell in half. Oh yeah. Basically. Right right in the middle of rehearsal? Yeah. (laughs) And I, I remember that I didn't notice. And the rest of my section was like, Chelsea. Chelsea. And then I was like, what? I'm like, I have to pee. And then I Oh my god, it was that I, easy. Like you Yeah, the, the metal so crumbled. soft. Like I didn't notice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, how did I not notice? I'm just an idiot seventh grader or eighth grader. I don't know. But I remember having to tell my band director, who um oh, no. was Asa Burke. I'm sure a lot of you know him. Oh yeah, because it was a school owned instrument, of course, probably. Yeah, 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 I had to tell him. Oh, and then the first <laughs> it's like all coming back to me. Um, the first year kid, it was seventh grade because the first year kid was an eighth grader. I remember, um, he tried to bend it back, which <laughs> I now know is the <laughs> worst thing you could do. So and then I had to tell my band director and I'm sure I cried and I'm sorry, Mr. Burke, if you're listening to this, I've never forgotten <laughs> and I never will. That's and <laughs> I became a band director. Here I am. It all wow. worked out. So you didn't ever drop one, but you folded yes. one in half. Yeah, okay. I folded one in half. I stepped on you it. You win. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that all came like flooding back to me. That's so funny. Okay. It's hilarious. Um, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to say faculty spooky meetings. <gasps> faculty meetings. Those are spooky scary because... It never applies to us, and you never know when you're going to get called out for something. Um, like, I don't even know. We get called out sometimes, and it's never mean. It's never, it's just like out of the blue. And so sometimes we'll be talking about something, and I'm like half paying attention. And um, then they'll say, Oh, like band does blah. And we look, I'm like, Yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, and then yeah. they always try and. Like, tell us to add something in our curriculum. That's always fun. 
we were told once to um, incorporate circle time in our ensembles. Uh, we did not do it. We didn't. We didn't do it. In your ensembles, like with the band, yeah. yeah. Like, the whole band make a circle. I don't know. Or and, well, and I'm like, what do you want us to share? Do it. Do you want us to all play our solos for each other at the same yeah. time? Is that is that what we're doing? Do we want to? I don't know. Yeah. It's just there's always something. Let's talk about our frustrations with <laughs> band. Um, with the key signature. Tell, mm-hmm. tell your neighbor why you're frustrated that they won't play F sharp. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, and at the time we had like 70 kids in each band, like ensemble. And it was just, it, it was just so much. There's always something in the faculty meeting that is not, that is something we have to deal with. Like telling yeah. them that... We're not going to do a reason time. you actually should be there. Yeah, no, there's, there's never. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing with faculty meetings is, I always forget until like it's the day of, and then I'm like, oh, I got to go to a faculty meeting. Yeah, right. like, like, oh man, like last time, you know, something really scary happened to me. I was like so ready to go home. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Uh, like, I get to go home. I moved to an apartment that's closer to work. My drive home was going to be just like, you know, a little bit shorter. I was super excited. And then they get on the announcements and they are on the intercom and say, you know, all staff to the library for Don't a faculty forget. meeting. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I always yeah. forget. I'm now, sure those say, of you listening are like much better people than us and you never forget. But I always forget because my mind is on like rehearsal or, oh, I have sectionals or um, exactly. look at this fuzzy gross mouthpiece. And I forget about <laughs> I forget about the faculty meetings. Yeah, the important stuff. No, I know. Yeah. Oh, have you You're ever had to on present on a book study? No. Yeah, we do that sometimes. Oh God. I mean, I feel like everybody does book studies. I should put that on the list. Book studies. That's spooky, scary. Dude, yeah. Well, yeah, it's scary, especially when like, you know, you're supposed to kind of like actually take it seriously. I don't read the books. That's a lie. I read it last year. It was like a picture book last year. I don't know if I ever showed it to you, but it was like. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was like, it was like really short. I read that one. Cool. Yeah. It's in the bottom of my desk. Is it the whole district? I got that one too. No, no, no. It was just our school. Oh, okay. Okay. It was just reading. Just the school. Okay. All right. I did faculty meetings. Let's go away before I say something I shouldn't say. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, I think I, I really like this one that you came up with of uh, calling a parent for the first time as a new teacher yes. like if you have a problem with a student and you need to talk to their parents and that is intimidating mm-hmm. because you don't even know who they are and you don't know the who they are you problems, yeah. they're like probably twice your age you're a brand new director and you have to call and say hey your kid is doing xyz or they said xyz or they stepped on their french horn bell and now it's in half oh god you know i remember being terrified my whole first year of teaching um calling parents i still am depending on what what it's about like i mean i'll pick up the phone i have no problem doing that now but yeah every once in a while i'm like 
I don't want to. I don't want to call a parent and give them bad news. Ugh. I know, like giving bad news, and especially like, because with most of them, especially us being like junior high, sixth grade, like we'll probably never have, like we probably haven't interacted with that parent up to that point, you know, at all. Especially. Yeah, I mean, well, like besides email, um, and then yeah, the fifth or grade. The, yeah, the fitting, and like if we happen fitting, to remember them exactly. Yeah, we haven't like established a relationship. That's something that yeah. we're working on. Um, when we're talking like a beginner. Um, but yeah, I can remember my first time, like having to do that. And luckily, you know, and and I think it also like, imagine, you know, that first time being like a really negative experience for like a new teacher, that's gotta be hard because like, you're already terrified. And then, you know, if that goes badly, then it's like, but anyway, I will say to everyone out there, especially Um, any younger teachers that are listening that 99.9% of the time the parent is chill and they're on your side yeah exactly like I haven't had like one even like uncomfortable conversation I mean I'm trying to think of easy like it, it is truly easy and it's actually like it makes you feel a whole lot better to know like it's so much more reassuring than anything 99.9% of the time Yeah, I can only think of one, this is my ninth year teaching, I can think of one experience that was unpleasant with a parent, and it wasn't even a phone call, it was an in-person conference, and um, yeah, that's another story for another day, but I mean, every other time for nine years, it's been positive, it's, you know, they're thankful that you are sharing this with them, um, because they don't know what their kid is doing in class unless, you know, their teachers tell them. Um, so, you know, and you you have to build that relationship. You know, when we've had the kid longer and we've met the parents, we've, we've built these relationships, it gets even easier. Um, and the more you do it, the longer you've taught, yeah. the easier it gets. But um, the first couple times I'm, it's scary. Not yeah. And like, yeah, it's just, it's so much better to just do it and get it over with than, mm-hmm. yep, absolutely. you know, let these problems fester. It's like, if you don't do it, it's just, yeah, it just makes your life way harder in the, in the long run. It's, it's better for the kid too. They need to know. They um, do. Especially like, especially when they're as young as we have, like six, seven, yeah. eight. Well, let's be real. I mean, sometimes kids just do dumb things. Yeah. And you need you need to talk to their parents. And then that's all right. We're all on the same team. Yeah, but super scary. First okay. Time. <laughs> My next one is very scary for me. Okay. It is jazz. Oh, my God. It's so scary, dude. <laughs> it is. <laughs> here's, here's why jazz is so scary for me. Um. I never played it growing up. I never, unless we had like a band piece that had like some like swing or something in it. Swing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was it. And I'm a French horn player, so I never even thought about like picking up a secondary and like joining a jazz band. I don't even think we had one when I was in high school, which is weird because I went to a really big Blame. school. Um, but. 
I remember, well, it's just scary, bro. Because here's the deal. Either, like, you. when you're playing something, it either sounds amazing or you sound lame. <laughs> and sound like a square. Yeah. <laughs> There's no <laughs> in-between. And I've never, I'm always on the lame side, and I'm always working so hard, which is probably why it sounds lame. But I'm always trying so hard <laughs> to do it right. And I get really, really self-conscious. Um, so you mostly try to play, when you try to play jazz, you probably try to play on trumpet, right? Now Being I do. Being a horn yeah. player, yeah. All, all, I would say 90% of my experience playing anything jazz or swung or like anything um, has been as a director on trumpet. Cool. Yeah. So I just. Like, like sitting in with like. Kevin's just, band, yeah, like, with, yeah, in the spring, yeah. Just, like, the basic stuff that he does in the jazz band, I'll sit in, or, um, I, yeah, that's basically yeah, it. So, I have it very It is, like, another language at first. I mean, it is, like, a whole different side of, you know, I mean, it's a lot, because it's, like, hey, everything we taught you, you gotta do it all differently. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a piece of music, like, it, it looks the same, but can't play it the same at all like you got to tell your your face and your air to do completely different things mm-hmm. i mean i mean it's completely different and your tongue mm-hmm. is completely different thing like it's wild at first and like yeah kids like when they first try it out it sounds ridiculous so it is so funny <laughs> um i feel like i'm i'm constantly just stuck in that um in that phase of jazz life is the very beginning that's where i'm at and where i've always been yeah it's well and it's scary too when you don't listen to it a whole lot that's true and you gotta have like a kind of a mental image before you play a line Mm -hmm. to make it sound well and then you improv cole no yeah i don't i i kind of (laughs) improv (laughs) <laughs> I'm still terrified of that. I look at a set of changes. Mm-hmm. That that is spooky, 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 it's spooky. Yes. Is everybody scared yet? <laughs> spooky. We should put. Some for those of you who have music. never played, like here, well, here I'll talk about it for a second. Like for those of you who have never played jazz before, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. like when if say you're playing like a, a like a big band jazz piece, normal like high school jazz band piece, right? When there's like a solo portion you'll see like a on your sheet music there'll be like a blank portion say like 16 32 measures sometimes 12 measures long where it just lists the chords on top of each measure and as you go through those measures you're supposed to play melodies that fit in with those chords or the harmonies which is which are played by the rhythm section so really you're making melodies over what the rhythm section is playing mm-hmm. and for those of you or for, for, for people who don't know how to do that or have never seen that before they're like what the what the heck is this you know mm-hmm. it's like if the, you don't have any idea what to do and it's very intimidating the first time absolutely it's scary man i yeah. we need like a you know what we need a clinic here we go someone else do this a clinic at tmea where we can all bring instruments and it's called jazz fan jazz band for band director dummies and you can go and someone teaches you how to play. I would do that in a heartbeat. 
I'd bring yeah. a trumpet and just play, and they would just teach us like we were a beginning jazz band. It, it would be, that'd be tons of fun. That'd be fun. Isn't that what those old books were called? Something for dummies? You know yeah. Those mm -hmm. yellow books? Yeah, they still make those. those oh, do they? Things for their, jazz yeah, band for, for dummies. There's probably something like that. Yeah. I'll yeah, be a, I know I'll there's be a, a jazz dummy. for dummies. I think there's a jazz for dummies. Is there really? You hear my furious typing. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Is there really? Yeah. Okay, well, then we all get a copy Google. of that book. <laughs> <laughs> all right, someone get on that and then invite me personally so that I can play. <laughs> Thank you. I'll play trumpet. All right. Cool. All right. Okay, is you it... go next. Okay. Um. Base. Oh, oh, this is a good lockers. <laughs> lockers dude what okay what about locker like when it's time to like clean them or like if yeah mm. yeah it, the day is coming well it does mm -hmm. come every year luckily <laughs> for us our kids are really good about keeping them clean there's always a they few, are right they are really good about it. Mm -hmm. they, maybe just because they they're not high school kids yet, and they don't they haven't figured out that like no high school lockers that like they don't really check those that often. No, high school lockers is a different like layer of hell that I don't want to <laughs> yeah, be a part people of. People put in their lives in there, like mm -hmm. I did growing up. Their... I used it as my like locker, locker. Like I would put my textbooks and stuff in there. Yeah, and then I would come to the band hall like. Did I? Yeah, I think tons of people did that. Yeah, and I would like change out my books and stuff. Were you like one of those people in high school that like lived in the mail? Yeah, I was too. Yeah, I definitely. That's kind of was. probably like the majority of this audience. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we all did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like a safe man, space. Like, yeah, it for sure, for sure. And then the locker room know, was not. It was gross. Well, and then we but had, everywhere like, else is cool. Uh, we were never in the locker room. I no, I guess we were. If we we had like did y'all have like a, a room yeah. like that's out of the main kind of yeah. No, we we did use the locker room. I forgot about yeah. that. Anyway, um, but yeah, it was like the you know we we did rehearsal in the morning at like six forty five in the morning before school started, and then you would hang out in there after you change for school and stuff. Absolutely. And then after school, sometimes you'd have sectionals. Sometimes you would just chill in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Waiting for like, your ride and whatever. And... Yeah. My my senior year of high school, we did um, floor four class blocks, like four period blocks. And I remember one of the semesters senior year was band, band aid, um, off. I had an off period and calculus, like one of the calculuses. Like that was it. That was my whole day. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's... I would like, and my band directors like never needed anything. We would make copies sometimes and other times we would just like play cards in the band. <laughs> it was great. Nice. Yeah, I had one of those too. My senior year I had a, my senior year I had band and then I had an independent study Ooh, that was also nice. in the band hall. So right after first period band, I would just, relax to the band hall and get like any homework done that I needed to do mm -hmm. um and then like we would go to like sometimes which we shouldn't we weren't supposed to do this but we would go to like 
Chick-fil-A. Like we would leave school and like go get breakfast and like go get donuts and whatever. It's amazing. Um, totally took advantage of my band director's kindness there. Like we were not supposed to do that at all. I hope and your then, band directors aren't listening either. My, yeah, my middle school, be. Mr. Burke, I'm so sorry. Um, and, and your high school directors. They probably knew. Yeah. They probably knew. No, they did. They did. But they just didn't. Yeah, they didn't really do anything. Yeah. But anyway. Um, and then I had jazz band at the end of the day, so it was wonderful. Yeah, see? Was jazz band a class or no? It was a class. Yeah, we had a really what? good jazz band at our school. It was a really, really solid program. Um, uh, especially when, when the guy who kind of started it left. It started going down mm-hmm. a little bit, but it was a really fun time. We had two cool. jazz bands, um, like different class periods. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. That's cool, man. So it's not as scary to me, but it definitely was at first. I remember that. Yeah, he's our Cole is our our go to jazz guy. On our on our track, they're in our cluster. Okay. When the middle school band piece you're playing has break drum in it. Ew. <laughs> Spooky scary. Spooky scary. The kids love it though. Miss Frazier, how do I hit this? Just literally. <laughs> what just do I do? With, it, with anything. <laughs> just <laughs> bang it. Just what? It'll get the same sound. And if you're listening, percussionist, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. But break drum, at first, as a director, I was like, oh, that's a cool effect. Now I'm over it because every middle school, second band, cool piece that's in, you know, C minor or whatever it is, also has break drum in it. <laughs> yeah you're right man like i mean right that's yeah. like 90 percent of our library yeah it is it's it's a little bit gross <laughs> yeah i'm over it now it's like, yeah, i don't know what to put here <laughs> i Bonk. will say one of the Bonk. pieces that i'm playing right now has flexitone in it and that Ooh, yeah. is the opposite of spooky scary well actually it, it is it, kind of spooky sounding, it is though. spooky sounding yeah i keep joking with the kids that it's my favorite instrument because they always ask like young kids they ask miss frazier which one's your favorite and i'm like flexitone <laughs> it's not french horn no it's flexitone you're like what's your yeah. least favorite instrument now i'm gonna say break drum that's so. a good one that's a really good Oh my god, could you imagine, like, there's probably someone out there who, like, is really, really good at playing, like, like break drum. Like, they're a professional who decided? drum player. Like, it's like, that's it's like a cool effect. It is a cool effect. It has a very unique sound. And it is so overused at this point. It's yeah. in everything. But the kids love it. They, they do, and that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, of course, they, they love it. Like, they, yeah. they love all the little quirky things that composes that in there. Yeah, like of course. Of break course. drum. It looks like another one, like another crazy, spooky percussion instrument. Well, we I have think. a no-no box uh, in our yeah. storage room of stuff. Like, the flexitone lives in the no-no box, the finger symbols, I, I, I'm the scared ratchet. I'm scared of having to teach kids how to use a shaker because I know I'm going to look stupid the first time I like try to do like, you know, not the one. I don't know. That's funny. Dude, I'm with you. And there's so many different kinds of shakers. And I don't know, maybe we sound dumb. But, you know, my favorite thing that Kevin has ever shown me in um, 
in the percussion section is the one shot. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. If you guys don't know what a one shot is, um, it's like a, it's a shaker, but it has, I don't know, foam or something on the inside. And if you hold it a certain way, it you'll get the sound one way, but when you come back, it, it'll be silent. So you can get this really precise, like percussive, like shaker effect. It's really cool. Look it up. We have a couple of them. And if we want something really, really like, like sharp, like it's a shaker, but it's like really sharp or really fast. It's more like we'll, percussive. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put two of them together and face them opposite ways just cause it's just, it's very, very, um, very, very short. I don't know if short's right. Yeah, it's like more precise. It's like easier yeah. to, yeah, I get what you're for sure. Now it's a very distinct sound, so I mean we don't want it on everything, of course, but um, it's really cool. It's one of my favorite things he showed me. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Let's each do like one more. Okay. Um. Think. You go ahead. Bass clarinets. Oh, Can I talk about that? That's how you, much man. those things are <laughs> awful. I don't know if any other band director, like if you guys have been teaching for a while and like. I mean, you've got to, there's got to be people who agree with this. Like the bass clarinets, I don't know who is responsible for their engineering or anything like that, but that is, and prove me wrong, like the instrument it's your that boy, breaks. It's your boy Adolf Sachs. He's the one that invented the. Is, is he really? I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look it up. He invented the bass clarinet? I, I, no, dude. I don't swear to God. Like that. Hold on, hold on. He, I okay. swear to God. Whoever made those, like, I hate you because they, the kids, they're children, guys. Children, you have to use them. They're so delicate. And they break so many. They break so many times throughout the year. Like, I swear to God, every year, multiple kids come to me and they're like, my face, it's, it's not, something's not There's right. There's always something wrong with it. Okay. Uh, I was kind of right. Sax's, I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. Sax's first important invention was an improvement in bass clarinet design, which he patented at the age of 24. So it already existed, but then he improved the design. Oh, okay. Well, obviously not freaking enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, if you don't know anything about Adolf Sachs, I highly, highly um, suggest that you go and read up on him. This guy is wild, absolutely wild. And of course, the inventor of the saxophone. Like I, I'm almost, a saxophone player. I don't know anything about him. Dude, I tell my kids about him every once in a while. He um almost died like 17 – or I'm sorry, not 17. He almost died like seven times when he was a child. And it's – God really lot. did not want the saxophone to be put on there's, planet Earth. <laughs> there's a conspiracy <laughs> theory that – Time travelers are going back in time. I swear to God, I read this on the internet, which, of course, it means it's true. There's a conspiracy theory that time travelers are going back in time to try and kill Adolf Sachs so they don't invent the saxophone. I don't know how that makes you feel, Cole, as a saxophone player, but... I mean, it's pretty triggering. <laughs> okay, here, here, here. I get um... why, though. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> okay, um, as a child, here you go, everybody. As a child, he once fell from a height of three floors, um, hit his head on a stone and was believed to be dead. 
At the age of three, he drank a bowl full of acidic water, mistaking it for milk. Acidic um, water. Oh yeah, what does that even mean? Yeah. Uh, he swallowed a pin, like P-I-N, at one point. Um, he received serious burns from a gunpowder explosion. He once fell onto a hot cast iron frying pan on <laughs> his side. This is- Why is that funny? That's horrible. Um, several times he avoided accidental poisoning and asphyxiation from sleeping in a room where varnished furniture was drying Uh, another time young sax was struck on the head by a cobblestone and fell into a river (laughs) i'm sorry that had to be because someone did not want the saxophone to come to the market someone went back into that last one that was a hit dude you guys need to read up on this guy he also invented um Every, everything he invented, he named after himself, like the sax horn, the sax tuba, uh, saxophone. <laughs> and then he, I think he also invented a cannon, like some kind of cannon, and he called it the saxo cannon. I swear oh, to God. Oh, wow. So there you go, everybody. And yeah, apparently the intriguing improvement of the bass clarinet design. That was a huge. Interesting, though. I seriously, I did not know that last part. There you go. The Saxo Cannon. Here, also, dude, look at this tuba mouthpiece I found. I know you guys can't see this, but mm-hmm. I, I randomly, like, I've had this, I guess, this tuba mouth. I don't know where I got it from. I have it's no idea. But I randomly it. figured it has these three letters, like, engraved, and it says BMA. Oh. BMA? Like, yeah. Like, some, like, a doctorate student's, like, old, I don't know, tuba mouthpiece, and he just put BMA on it. Like, is that what it is? Or is it somebody's initials? Does somebody that's out there have gross. the initials DMA and you're missing a tuba mouthpiece? Yeah, if, you, if that's Paul you, I'm sorry, I have it. And that's <laughs> kind of cool that you engrave something into the side of the mouthpiece. Like that's, that's kind of cool. But it's also kind of like creepy, like, whoa. Yeah, whoa, spooky, whoa, scary. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's Wish like, for those of it. you that, I mean, you can't see it, but it's not like, <laughs> it's not like where the the branding would be it's like halfway down the cup that's weird You're like somebody definitely put it on there yeah someone definitely like put just, that on there anyway okay the last thing let's go with let's let's go with let's go with bad acoustics okay this is kind of out in left field but when i was thinking of scary spooky scary things to deal with i like how we're saying these are all spooky scary and like half of them are just annoying <laughs> And just like of- normal things, yeah. <laughs> um, this is the Halloween special, everybody. Um, okay, so in my first job, the um, the the band hall was not a great band hall, and it's it's, and I mean that because I mean it was an older building, and that's fine, but the ceiling was really low, and as it was smaller. And um, there was, like, a section you could tell that had been added on, like, maybe 10 feet added on. And so the, the like, the, the ceiling was different on that next section, if that makes sense. So it's, like, one room, and, like, you know, 75% of it was the old stuff. And then there was, like, 10 feet of it that was new that they tried to make look the same, but the ceiling was different. And so there was like just a new portion to make the room bigger, which I appreciated. Um, but 
there was a point where we had the band and the spot where the podium was echoed. So everything that I said would echo back to me. But like if I took like, I don't know how else to describe this. It was so weird. If I took like a, like two feet to one side or the other, it didn't do that. It was like where the podium was for a minute. And so like we had to adjust where it was. It was the craziest thing. I could like hear a little echo of my voice. Something about the ceiling, I think. Because it, it kind of looked like gym ceiling. You know what I mean? Kind of. But then it was also carpeted on the floor. I mean, you've seen the band hall there. Yeah, like it maybe, yeah. Like it was bouncing really hard off that ceiling or something. Yeah, maybe just like directly back at me. Weird, man. I don't know. It freaked me out. And I was like a first or second year teacher and I already didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was yeah. listening to myself I back. Have to deal with that, yeah. Yikes. Having Every to rehearse time. in like a like a gym. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. We yeah, we went yeah. back there for that one thing. Mm-hmm. And so it looks the exact same as it as it did. Uh yeah. Yeah. It looks the same. It looks the same as I mean it wasn't as bad as a gym. Like that's another bad acoustic thing. Um, having to play anything in a gym is spooky scary. Yeah, like it's... middle school concerts at a gym. Like, dude, yeah. I like I went back and watched. Like, we used to play on stage at my middle school, and I went back years later because my nephew played at the same middle school at their concert. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was cute, and like he played it in the gym, and I was like, wait, I got to do mine on the cafeteria. Why do they Why do they have to do this in the gym now? That sucks, you know. Yeah, that's that's no fun, and. It was really like, yeah, it sounded awful. I mean, it's, good guy, it's already a beginner concert. It's just boomy. And I mean, any, a beginner concert's going to sound like a beginner special. concert anywhere. It, it'll, it'll sound But special. in the gym, it's like, man, you got eight clarinets squeaking. sounds like 30. <laughs> like, oh. Ugh. Well, we used to do the Polly Ryan one. Uh, not the concert, but the rehearsal in the gym. And that was a lot. Yeah, I'm we sure. We do it in the cafeteria just, so now, which loud. is amazing. And then Cole okay. can stand on the the stage, which I like. Yeah, um, I like that a whole lot. And then we have our, our concert on stage at yeah. We gotta start school. passing out. We gotta start passing that beginner music out probably now, like next I week. Hate working on beginner concert music. I know. I know. But the parents love it. It's worth it. Um, but I like I like just keep going, keep going. Okay, yeah. some honorable mentions. Um, reeds, any type of reed. In general. Just in, gen- <laughs> just in general. Just reeds. Enough said. Um, <laughs> uh, traveling with sixth graders. That's an honorable mention. And especially it depends on where you're yeah. going. Um, I put, uh, let's see, drills when you're at school. Um, mainly like safety drills. Mainly when you don't know when they're going to happen or they happen at the worst time. Just yeah. the absolute, they never happen at an ideal time. Like I, there was one time they did it the day before pre-UIL during my band. And I was like, cool. Oh my Let's gosh. just like, yeah. I was like, that's fine guys. Let's just, we'll go outside. The amount of fire drills we have to do. Um, was that last year? No, it was, a, okay. it was before the pandemic. Yikes. It was. I just remember being so angry. Um, That's horrible. Yeah. So drills, and For then, 
um, E flat clarinet and piccolo. <laughs> Soprano sax could also be added onto Honestly, that. Honestly, it's the same Just section. High man. woodwinds are like, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, man. That's scary. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Props to you <laughs> out there if you can play those instruments really well and make them sound really good. I mean, yeah, seriously. Those are. I used to live with, in college, I lived with a girl who was amazing. Um, she teaches up in the DFW area now, and she played E flat clarinet for a little bit, and she sounded awesome. Nice. Sounded awesome. It's, I want to try one one day. I'm, I'm sure no. it would. Do it. Do it in your <laughs> I won't do it. I'll do it away from you guys, I promise. Thank you. Lock yourself in, like, the storage yeah. room and I'll do it stuff alone. towels oh, underneath yeah. the thing so we don't hear it. Absolutely. All right. So now that you guys are all thoroughly terrified, um, obviously this stuff is all, I mean, you probably have your own spooky things that you're like, mm, you missed this. You're absolutely right. We could do 17 episodes of this. But let's go to something positive. Let's do our work-life balance wreck, and then uh, we'll get out of here. And you guys have a beautiful holiday this weekend. Um so for Perfect. a work-life balance wreck, the opposite of spooky, scary. You're, you guys are going to laugh at mine, but I feel very strongly about this one. You need to have a small counter trash can for your bathroom counter. Okay? Ryan and I got this little, I don't know, like it's like eight inches long little we got it off amazon i don't even remember what it was called but it was like a little counter trash can and you like poke it and then the lid comes up okay and you can put it back down and we use it um for like the little things like if i use a cotton pad to like put on toner or something i put it in there or like q-tips which you definitely aren't supposed to use in your ear but we all do you know what i mean oh yeah bro yeah (laughs) but it's like for those (laughs) It's for those like little things or like floss or I don't know when you cut off tags off of your like new clothes or something, you put it in your little counter trash can and it's the best thing and I love it and you all need one and it looks so Did you say tags for your clothes? Yeah. Yes, dude. I was, that's actually really, cause I, oh my God, I always put them like the tags for my clothes in like a horrible spot yeah. and i forget that they're there and i forget to throw them away yes yeah, but if you had a small little cute little trash can counter trash can you you would mm. get so much joy out of it i'm telling you guys you need one and i was trying to think of what the my recommendation is gonna be and i think ryan brought it up first he was like oh, you should do your counter trash can it's <laughs> like you're exactly <laughs> right that's what i need so Perfect. you all need one it was super cheap i got ours on amazon and it's white. It's like a little oval, and you all need it. Nice. Cool. All What's right. Yours? Well, mine mine is plants in general, mainly outside, but anywhere, because and it can be any kind of plant outside, like like plants that grow really slowly, or like you know a tree or something that doesn't need to be watered that often, or something that you do need to take care of every day, whatever. Get some plants. It's such a good excuse to go outside, number one, because it forces mm-hmm. you to water them. They're fun to look at. If you sit outside, it, like, creates more of, like, a, you know, a cool little atmosphere for you. And I don't know. It could, like, could – I don't know. For me, it, like, turned into kind of a hobby, like, just 
taking care of plants is just fun for me. So I recommend you guys give it a try if you haven't. And there are tons of easy ones that you can just literally all you need to do is just water them. Like you plant them, you leave them alone, that's it. And you just give them water like every once in a while. It's such a good thing. Do it. I love people that have a ton of them and it's just like green in their house. Yeah. I think it's so cool. I want to be that girl so bad. I have yeah, some I know. plants, but I, I could, keep I could go crazy. Them. Are you feeling them yet? Yeah. But it's a vibe, man. I did get a snake plant for Ryan last year, and that thing is indestru- indestructible. Nice. Like, it's just, yeah. If you want a, a plant that, like, you cannot kill, that is not plastic, that's a good one to start with. A snake plant? Yeah, a snake plant. It's just, like, leaves that go up. Yeah, that's right. I see that. I've seen it. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. I get what you're um, talking but about. It, like, I've seen yours. You can't kill cool. it. And I've tried. That's what I need. I definitely want ones that I want ones that are just easier and like more brainless. Because this one I have now, man, like it, it's it's a little finicky. It's a little picky, for sure. I decapitated one of mine. Did I show you this? <gasps> I'll take a picture and I'll show it to you. Screw it's a money me. plant, and it's cool. Oh, and then, I think you did show me that. And you showed um, me the money plant. Yeah, I showed you the money plant. Well, it wasn't doing well. And pro- it's mainly from my inaction of doing things to it. And so I got motivated one day to be a better plant mom. And I looked online how to save it. And they said, cut it and put the top in water. And then the stem will grow again. And then that top will grow little roots. And then you'll have two of them and you saved your plant. Well, the top has grown roots, but the stem has not done anything. I think I killed <laughs> but the other it's sad i'll send you a picture of it cole it's it's pretty depressing because it's just like a stick coming out of the dirt now it's not doing it yeah but the top of it has grown but it actually grows oh that's cool yeah it's it's it's, it's such a cool little thing like yeah good plants people all right get they're entertaining and a counter trash can those are the two things that need to be on get a counter trash can see all right, guys. Well, thank you, Cole, for joining us today. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. It's always fun. Both happy times. Halloween to all of you. Um, and enjoy your weekend and enjoy the rest of this spooky, scary time. And um, and we'll see, you, we'll see you guys next week. Awesome. We'll see you guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is The Band Hall, a YBDT podcast. Follow us on Instagram at YoungBandDirectorsTX and find more information about joining YBDT at our website, YoungBandDirectorsOfTexas.org. Until next time.